Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros Podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is time for an early look at the week three NFL lines. Here with me to do that is our good friend, Andrew Cayley, senior content producer over at Covers. Find him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley. That is C-A-L-E-Y. Andrew, it's a big day over there for you in Canada. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining me. Yeah, the, we've got the Canadian federal election. Uh, for all of us Blue Jays fan, every game is uh, is a nail baiter at this point, going down the wire. And uh, Monday Night Football, it's there's a lot going on. <laughs> I totally knew today was the federal election day in in Canada. Like, I don't know why you think that I wouldn't know that, or that I was completely shocked when you came on and mentioned that. I'm very into Canadian politics. Don't don't worry, it'll be fine. But yes, obviously you've got the Blue Jays. We're watching the game right now. It is currently 14-7 Lions. A little shocking here what we've got, but uh, we'll we'll deal with that. That might impact how we feel about this Green Bay line for next week. But before we get into it again, we're going to go through every spread, over every over-under. We're going to see if there's value now. We're going to talk about whether or not we expect the line to move. All that good stuff. Before we get into a couple of housekeeping things, first, let me tell you about the latest offer from BetMGM. For new customers, you bet $10 on any event, and you win $150 in free bets when you use the code JUICE100. Why is the code JUICE100? That is from our other podcast, which you should also check out with Matt Peral, called The Daily Juice. You can find that wherever you want. So that is free money. You bet $10, you win $150 in free bets, regardless of the result, all with the code JUICE100 for new users. Second, we are doing a giveaway. It's assigned to a Tongue of Iloa giveaway. That is uh, unfortunate right now, obviously, dealing with the bruised ribs, but you can still have the signed jersey. It's still going to be amazing. Entry is very simple. Leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or CastBox. Then go to bettingpros.com slash review. That is it. And if you want three times the entries, just subscribe to our Betting Pros YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros. Every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Eastern, Matt Peralt and I go through every single game, give our best bets, and some player props. So you should go there. Again, that's youtube.com slash bettingpros. All right, let's get to the games and let's start with the Thursday night game here, Andrew. The Panthers are visiting the Texans. The Texans are getting seven and a half points and the over under, don't worry about it because I totally switched to both my tabs to be on the spread. The over under is 44. 44. 44. You've got it. I'm saying you can host the show. My bad. I, I'm, I'm all over the place. As you know, we were talking right before I had 17 tabs open and I was losing it anyway. So that's what we've got. Do you see any value uh, in either of these numbers? Uh, I'd have to say with the Panthers right now, I saw the line hit the board at seven. It's already gone to seven and a half. Panthers have looked good the first two weeks. The Sam Darnold haters, I, I know you're a Jets fan. I haven't been on a lot. I'm not, I'm not a hater, though. I mean, I, I feel bad for him. I'm, I'm, yeah. happy, I'm happy that he gets a chance to show if he can be a competent NFL quarterback. Good good, good looking so far, you know? Not that bad. I, I think Matt Rule has a big part, uh, and Joe Brady have a big, uh, big part in the way he's looked so far. They're very good head coach, uh, offensive coordinator combo. They went out there and they beat a Saints team. Well, we're going to find out. Maybe this, I was joking with you the other day. Um, we're going to find out if this tanking Aaron Rodgers thing is real or not. Right. right. <laughs> so you did call it. <laughs> maybe maybe this the, the win over uh, the Saints isn't that impressive if the, if the Packers are just tanking. But uh, no, now Davis Mills in at quarterback for the Texans, it looks like. The Texans, I'll give them credit too. They, they did look 
better. I, I made a bet before the season that they'd go 0-17. So, oh, so, well, that's so, uh, easy that you cannot worry, not sweat that out for too long. Except you have to sit there and look at it in your tickets <laughs> for, the, for the rest of the season. It's true. But uh, no, uh, they've... They, they have some veteran players there. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it uh, against this line. And these are going to be publicly bet games on Thursday nights when it's the only game on the board. The favorite will probably see some action. You can maybe, if, if you like the dog, I'll wait a little longer um, until that maybe closer to kickoff. And maybe there'll be a nice little middling uh, opportunity for us here in this one. Yeah, I don't I don't see it getting back down to seven. I mean, do you like I, I no. just... Yeah, I hit it when it was seven because I, I think that that's I mean, look, you never know. Right. I mean, you, every NFL game, the worst NFL team still has premier athletes at every position. Every team plays as hard as they can. But Davis Mills is just not not ready to be an NFL quarterback. That obviously wasn't really the plan. This is where we find ourselves. So I agree. If you like the Panthers at this number, which is fine if you do bet it now, because if not, it, it's probably moving. That the total, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't really a forty-four. Like, I have no idea if the Texans are going to be able to put up any points whatsoever. So it's just something where I'm, I'm not even getting involved at all with the total. How about you? I would, I would stay away. I was one of those victims last week. I was, I was for sure that that Washington Giants game was going to go under forty and a half, and then they put up almost sixty. So this early, there have been some very. Um, I don't know how, what to say here. Um, sobering, sobering results so far in the NFL season through two weeks. So, I, I'd, yeah, this one, it, it all depends on if the Texans can score or not. I'm not sure. I would probably stay away as well. Total stay away from me as well. What about the Chargers visiting the Chiefs? This is a fascinating game, actually. I'm really excited to watch it. Chiefs are laying six and a half points and the total is 55 and a half, which I like now that the totals are just like, look, it's just 55, 56, no big deal. Like, this is just every game right now. What do you think here of these numbers? Uh, this is, it's a good example of what I was just saying a moment ago. Last week, everybody was for sure that Dallas and San Diego was going to go over that total. I think it was about 53. And mm-hmm. everyone was I talked to was on the over in that game. And then we get 40 points scored. Now, that said... There was some very questionable refereeing in that game, and there was a bunch of points taken off the board for the Chargers. I really like the way that uh, Justin Herbert has looked this year so far, especially finding that connection with Mike Williams. He could be a uh, a big uh, a big breakout star this year in, uh, for the Chargers. But <laughs> 55 is a big number, and it, it looks like it's going to keep going up, so I'd probably wait and let it go up. I could see myself teasing it down in a bunch of teasers too around to that fifth yeah. and maybe taking uh or uh, sorry, teasing it up even higher. It gets maybe gets up to fifty seven and I'll maybe tease it up to sixty three or something like that and, <laughs> and take the under there. I just I can't I imagine there's gonna be scoring here. Like uh, frankly, I, I don't think I would tease it up and I cause there would never there would be no number that I would feel okay about, right? <laughs> An angry Patrick Mahomes game. By the way, I'm gonna let go of the fact that you called them San Diego oh, when you talk about by the way, I I it's remarkable, right? You and I talk about like sports all day long, whether it's betting for me, betting and fantasy and stuff like that. And the other day I did a video and I called them the Oakland Raiders. Like I just some things you can't get out of your head. I don't know. But anyway, I just want to make that clear. We knew it. It was all for fun. Everything is good. Anyway. Um, yeah, I agree. That game sort of didn't go as expected. I'm not going near 45 and a half. If anything, though, I, like there's there's not going to be a Chiefs game where it's just going to be like 
pitter-patter. Like, there's going to be a lot of scoring one way or another. So if anything, I actually thought what you said originally, which was tease it down, I'd be almost more apt to do. What about the spread? Six and a half. Do you think this ends up here? Do you think it moves one way or another? And do you like it at that number at all? So initially, I want to say yes, I like getting the Chiefs at anything less than a touchdown, especially at home. But they're just one in eight ATS in their last nine regular season games. And I don't know if that's just they are usually I, I guess they're either in spreads that are too big and they get a little complacent at the end or they have games like they did against the Ravens last week. Uh, it, it's an interesting number and I don't know how to feel about them. I hate fading Patrick Mahomes. I, I admittedly was on them. Last night, three and a half, I thought was a great number. And I turned off the TV for a little while when they were up by about 12 or whatever they were. I thought it was over. And obviously that was not the case. Lamar Jackson and other plans. But I I think you'd have to lay the points with the or take the points with the Chargers at this point. I think Justin Herbert is almost good enough. He's obviously not Patrick Mahomes, but he can sling it just as well as well as anybody else in the NFL. And I like a lot of these defenders on this uh, Chargers team. If there's someone that can cover some of these guys, it's guys like Derwin James and and uh, Bosa is the type of guy that you can yep. get some pressure on Mahomes, which is the key to to getting to them. Yeah, the Chargers defense is, is very solid, and they usually are before they eventually succumb to injuries like they do every <laughs> single year. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, I don't think the public generally really focuses on the fact that as great as the Chiefs are, as great as Mahomes is, they're not great against the spread. That's just, you know, not really what they do. So it's six and a half. I mean, that's a great line. That's a, because that's basically begging the public better to take the Chiefs at this point. But yeah. it's just I bet you it just hangs out there the whole time. I don't think you need to make a move. You like it either way. It's probably going to stay there. I don't see it getting up to seven. I don't see it really going down. So I think that's where it ends up. It's probably a stay away from me. Just because I'm terrified, basically, of, of what we're going to say. Um, how about the uh, Jaguars hosting the Cardinals? The Cardinals are laying seven and a half, and the total is 52. I really dislike the number. I, I dislike laying more than a touchdown with a road team. But this this Jaguars team, I am <laughs> I am waiting for the Urban Meyer. Like I'm just done with this press conference. Yep. Uh, I think they are one of the most underprepared teams in the NFL. I've watched enough of the games the last two weeks to say like they don't look competitive. They just don't look like a competitive football team right now. And and then he goes out there last week and those rumors about USC comes out and he looks like my kid when I've caught him doing something wrong. I see the milk. There's the milk on the counter. Did you spill that milk? <laughs> no. No, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, it's, it's a really weird situation. I think Trevor Lawrence has shown some, some potential for what he can be. I just, I just don't know, know if that's going to be able to happen under Urban Meyer. He hates giving James Robinson the football. I'm sure the fan is, the fantasy pros guys mm, yeah. hate all of, like, he is the most talented skill position player on that roster. Now, Chenault isn't getting involved either. I just don't know what they're doing there. So I'd have to I'd have to take the points with the Cardinals, particularly just also because of the way the Cardinals have played through the first two weeks, particularly uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, this strikes me as a game that probably the quote-unquote sharp betters are going to hit the Jaguars because mm -hmm. I remember this with the Jets last year where, you know, I try to, you know, talk to whoever I know about and they would always be like, there's value on the Jets on this yeah. number. And I, I would just watch them and I'd be like, there's no value on the Jets. Like, I understand <laughs> A system, right? Something yeah. a professional better completely understand why a model says this number is too good. 
But there are teams like the Jets last year, and you're absolutely right with the Jaguars this year. And it's really because of the coaching staff. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is as quickly as I've ever seen. Basically, everyone realize that a coach is completely just mentally checked out, in over his head, despised by his own players. Like, just everything is terrible. You can't take the Jaguars, no matter what it is. I, I'll probably fire on the Cardinals. <laughs> it's not getting better. It's not no. getting better. That's if you like right. the Cardinals, get it now. Yeah, it's yep. the- get it now because it's not getting better. But man, that is ugly. But yeah, it's a big line. I mean, over touchdown there. You know, the the books. It's very transparent what the books are doing right now. Like it's yes. very clear when they want you to bet, where they want you to bet, and stuff like that. And people will. So uh, I agree. All right. So you don't like road teams laying more than a touchdown. You've got the Ravens then going to Detroit, who where where this is the middle of the game. As I speak right now, it's a, a little less than a minute left in halftime. And the Lions are putting up another competitive effort. The Ravens here are laying nine and the total is forty nine and a half. Now, by the time people listen to this, Andrew, it might be different because who know, if the Lions beat the Packers in this game, maybe that line comes down a little bit. But for now, forty nine and a half with the spread of the Ravens as the road team laying nine. What do you think? <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but take the Lions in the nine right? points. <laughs> like the yeah. the Ravens are coming off a huge comeback win last night. They get that, even Lamar Jackson, get that monkey off their back against the Chiefs. So this is a as stereotypical of a letdown spot as there could be for the Ravens, who, frankly, if not for some crazy heroics from Lamar Jackson like last night, and a fumble, they don't win that game. The they fumble, come in, yeah. They come into this game and they're zero two probably, and I just I just don't the, the, the Lions are playing well. I I still can't believe that uh, I, I'm I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is doing this just to mess with us all. This is the this is the Aaron Rodgers experience we're getting this year, and it's going to be an interesting one. But you can't deny the Lions at least being competitive. Maybe that's a that's the difference between a guy like um, Dan Campbell and. <laughs> and Urban Meyer, like this guy yeah. is going to die for this football team. And these players seem to to put it on the line for him, even if you think his coaching strategies don't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like the actual X's and O's of Dan Campbell can be debated pretty, pretty easily. But uh, those guys seem to play hard for him. So it's half the battle, man. Yeah. Like it's ha- if you want to, you know, live and die for your coach, that is half the battle. There have been plenty of coaches who aren't phenomenal you know, X's and O's type of guys, but who their team goes out there and they don't give up. And again, you're right. This is, it's a great point because you, we were joking again, when, when we were trying to come up with a time to, uh, to record this podcast and we're going through our schedules and I was like, well, I mean, we can do it during Monday night football, man. Like it's okay with me. And you were like, yeah, I really want to see whether or not Rogers is actually tanking, but I'm willing to do it there. You know, I don't know, but I think the lions really do just, you know, are, they play hard and they look okay. Jared Goff, Looks okay. It looks fine right now, at least. So whatever's going on, I agree with you. As of right now, you got to take the points. Now, I, I'm interested to see if the Lions win this game out of curiosity. So you can predict because who knows exactly what's going to happen. If the Lions win this game, what do you think that spread goes to? It's nine as we record this. It'll probably approach seven and a half, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be the number they, it kind of lands on after that. And I, well, I'm still saying that I expect the Packers to pull this one out. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> um, let's go to another big one. This is a home team laying nine. It's the Bills laying nine to the Washington football team. And the total is pretty low here at 46. What do you think? Uh, I want to say over here just because of yes. how impressive uh, Josh Allen has looked. That offense has looked. Uh, the defense obviously threw up a shutout last week against um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Right. But... Uh, 
and now they go against uh, Taylor Heineke, but Heineke had his moments last week. That's against the Giants' defense, which is a little different, obviously. Uh, and the, But the thing for me about why I like the over, I went in with, obviously, some expectations surrounding this Washington football team defense, and that just hasn't come to fruition at this point. Besides Chase, like Chase Young is a freak, and he's very good, and I expect that defensive line to be better. They've got like that all SEC front line, all first round guys. and But they just were not getting enough pressure on Daniel Jones. Luckily, it doesn't matter because Daniel Jones will sometimes just, it, it, on the run, he seems fine, but give him a clean pocket and Correct. just overthrow a guy <laughs> by five yards. But yep. uh, I was I was shocked about how little pressure they were they were getting on him when they needed it sort of thing. And uh, the the secondary had its problems as well. Um, Landon Collins, while a great run stuffer, still has his issues uh, defending the deep ball, and Josh Allen's going to be throwing some deep in this one. So Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't have a great feel for the spread. It seems a little high to me. I mean, Washington could put up points with Taylor Heineke and the Bills. I know, again, you mentioned it. They, they pitched a shutout in this last game, and their defense has looked good, you know, looked good against Pittsburgh as well. But again, I think that's more on the lack of offense of the two opposing teams than it is on their defense. Necessarily. I mean, they have a great pass defense and everything, but Washington is able to move the ball and put up points. The Bills are as well. They're, they're, it's, their offense hasn't looked great right now, but we know what it can do. So at 46, this is a number I'd hammer immediately, actually, right now. Like that, I agree with you. The over is a play that I really like. I'd probably stay away from the spread, at least for right now. Yeah. Uh, you agree? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Browns are hosting the Bears. The Browns are a lot of seven and a half point lines right now. The Browns are seven and a half point favorites. Total 46 and a half. What do you think? Just this, we have the theme tonight. It's just like, yeah. yeah. So the books clearly want us to go take those points with the Bears yes. there, it looks like. But I, I, like, I'm a big Justin Fields guy. I, uh, he was my, I believe, second rated quarterback coming into this draft. I think he has a very good potential. He obviously... Had some jitters, uh, some jitters in that game, but I think that also comes partly because the Bears just have been refusing to give him first team reps. And if you give him mm-hmm. some first team reps and give him some real practice, then maybe he can maybe show what he's more capable of. Uh, I guess I saw today. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Andy Dalton is okay, and he will be the starter if healthy. Is that the? This is correct. That's um, the... And he's he's okay in that he doesn't have serious damage, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that he's going to be able to start this week or anything okay. like that. And but he will. They came out and said he will be the starter when healthy because why not? Because Manhacky, I guess I don't know. Um, the 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 Bears played much better last week uh, overall. Um, I w- I thought the Bengals had a ch- oh, were going to win that game just because of the Bears situation. So I was impressed with the. Uh, the Bears defense in that game, and the Bears defense is still good, so they'll be able to keep them in this football game. So, but uh, and the Browns had trouble putting away uh, putting away the Texans last week. I yeah. expected the Browns to to cover that spread. I I lined it myself at about minus fourteen last week, so I took the the Browns minus twelve and a half, and I got burned on it. Uh, so this is another, I think I'll probably have to do what the book, books are asking me and take that plus seven and a half points with the Bears. I'll take the bait. Yeah. I'll take the bait now. I mean, I will. I look. I, bottom line is this: like, I I get that the Browns run the ball beautifully. I get that their system is great, and they've got you know, if all else fails, they can go to Hooper, they can go to Njoku. That's totally fine. But you know, we don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play in this game. Uh, Jarvis Landry is out. We already know that Baker's banged up. Like he's okay. He's going to play. 
but he's banged up. Like he's not a hundred percent. And if you get fields with a full week of basically being like your guy, and here's the thing, whatever you think about Matt Nagy, like there's no way that they went into this entire season, Andrew, basically refusing to have in their book <laughs> somewhere buried a game plan that revolves around Justin Fields, right? Like this was happening yeah. <laughs> eventually. So get it into the game plan right now. Let him just open it up. I mean, think about what the, you know, I know it didn't look good against 49ers, but think about what the Eagles were able to do when they first started against Atlanta. And you can, you know, build your your game plan around a running quarterback. You can do a lot. Fields is very talented. I will take the bait. I understand. Like, that's fine. And they seem totally comfortable with it. And there's no surprises here, by the way. I'm sure they're baking in the fact that Beckham's not going to play. They know Landry's not going to play. They don't care. They want you to do it. You're, you, we're taking the plunge together. We're, ta- we're taking you the plunge. Yeah, let's do I it. I love it. Let's go all day yeah. long. <laughs> let's go to the Colts are visiting the Titans. The Titans are currently laying five and a half. There's some fives out there. It vacillates between five and five and a half. The total is 48. We obviously have the Wentz situation here where, you know, we don't know whether or not it's going to play. From everything I, I see, it seems to suggest that it's doubtful. Apparently, he's got ankle issues on both legs or I don't know, both ankles. So it just seems unlikely to me, but who knows? So what do you think right now? Five, five and a half, one or the other. I'd probably, uh, I think we finally saw the Titans in the second half of that game against the Seahawks, the real Titans. They're like, oh yeah, we've got Derrick Henry. I guess we'll start giving him the ball again. The defense is still obviously a huge issue for that team, but is it, is it going to be Jacob Eason then if it's not? uh, It will be. You better believe it. That's uh, take the Titans now. <laughs> that is what Titans. I'm saying. Yeah. Before that gets to six points, if you can get it, I've already six, done it. Yeah. I've already done it. Um, and by the way, put Wentz in there. I still am taking them at five. Now, I think so now too. look, they, they played very well, better than I expected, actually, uh, against the Rams. Michael Pittman Jr. had a fantastic game and looked good. They got Pascal involved. It wasn't the same week one. Let me just dink and dunk to Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. Like, they got the rest of the guys involved, which they have to, because you can't do that, you know, every single time. So they look good. Their defense is fine. But I look, I was all over one of one of my bets last week was the Titans getting six or five and a half or whatever it was against the Seahawks, because I was very clear. I thought week one was a lot of just COVID, the issues that they had. They didn't play a lot in the preseason together. Julio Jones wasn't acclimated yet to the offense. You give Mike Vrabel a full week of practice. I think they're going to be OK. They finally it took a half. Took a half. They finally got it together. I think you're going to see this again. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. It's not a number that I that I would scream or pound the desk for necessarily if if Wentz is healthy. But A, I think even if he plays, he's going to be limited. And I just think that it's a recipe for a disaster for them. So I'm taking the Titans now. I don't think this number moves. I don't think if, if Wentz is declared in that this number drops or anything like that to four. I think, that I think he's baked stay. in there. Yeah. Yep. I think so, too. So I would take it uh, there. Let's go to the Patriots at home. They are laying three to the Saints. And the total, sorry, let me get it, is 43. So low total here, obviously, with neither team an offensive juggernaut. The Saints go from whooping the Packers in week one in the Aaron Rodgers tank fest. And then they just look absolutely terrible in this most recent game. What do you think here? Patriots laying three to the Saints at home. I think uh, like I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big Mac Jones guy. So, but they they have done what they always do. The Patriots have done what they always do. They've built a game plan that is going to play to his strengths, and he's an accurate quarterback who can read the field quickly. 
and he's he's got a high football IQ, and they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to run the football with Damian Harris all game, and I think that they'll be able to run it. Yeah, the Saints have a strong defense, but I think in this situation at home, the public will be on the Patriots in this game, so I would bet it before it goes above that key number of three. I agree with you. Uh, I would be fine because I, I do think that the worst case scenario is a push. But uh, I like and the Saints have have are really banged up on defense too. you know, Lattimore didn't play like who knows if he's going to be back. I know it's not exactly the same because that's not really the offense. They don't have the alpha number one wide receiver yeah. or anything like that. I will say, by the way, as I look at the various lines on bettingbros.com, it is three every book. Fox bet has it right now at two and a half. So if you are listening right now, check Fox. But if you have access to that, go hit that for sure, because <laughs> I, I, I would love that. Total is low here. What do you think about that? 43. I mean, neither team seems like they're going to put up points, which probably means they're going to combine for like 65 or something like that. But what do you think realistically of 43? I realistically think it's a good number. And I'd probably, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say go under. But like, yeah. it'll probably, end, like you said, it'll probably end up scoring 60, right. 60 points because the NFL so far this year. Uh, but I, I think it's a pretty decent number. I'm probably not going to touch it. I would Correct. lean towards the under because of Mac Jones and Jameis Winston, and those are the starting quarterbacks in this game. And yeah. the Patriots' defense is looking better each week as well. So I don't, I'm not I'm not going to put any faith in them putting up the points. But like for me, I, like I said, it's a stay away. Okay, how about the Falcons visiting the Giants? Now, the consensus line is three and a half, but as I look, it's it's really split down the middle between three and three and a half. I mean, BetMGM is at three. FanDuel is at three. DraftKings and FoxBet are at three and a half. So if that matters to you, you can let me know. But the Giants are at home. They're laying three and a half to the Falcons. The total is 48 and a half. So that's, you know, not not the highest total on the board, but certainly some points here expected. What do you think there? Um, I'll probably stay away from the side in this one because I have literally no idea how to gauge what the Giants did. They showed up on a Thursday night or like Daniel Jones has his best game on games on Thursday nights. Despite the fact that he loses, he plays well and then they lose. And then the rest of the time he's just awful and... The Falcons have just <laughs> are the Falcons right now. Yeah. I guess we can call them a dumpster fire or whatever we want to call them. It's not good right now, but they they, they put up some points at the end of that uh, the end they of that did. Bucks game. So I'm just looking at the over right here. Probably the four, 48 and a half is a lot a lot of points for some bad teams, but I still think this is probably the best play in the game. Yep. Um, in a game that I would generally stay away from for the most part, but if my favorite play would be that over 40 and a half. I agree with you um, because I do think that, you know, I think everybody kind of looked at the Falcons when they played the Eagles and they were like, oh, my God, this is the worst team I've ever seen. And <laughs> other than the fact that Matt Ryan threw two pick sixes at the end that really made the final score lopsided, like they kind of hung in there with they the Bucks. Back. Yeah, they were able to move the ball. Like I realized like, the Bucks were ahead. So, you know, who knows what they kind of laid back on defense a little bit, but they were able to move the ball Cordero Patterson was somehow very involved Calvin Calvin Ridley caught a touchdown I don't know where we are where Cordero Patterson is like the man but um whatever but they will be able to put up points here for sure the Giants will too just because you know Daniel Jones you know you do mention it on the run he has a good and you know Sterling Shepard looks good Galladay will get more involved Saquon Barkley with another 10 days of rest here they're designing a lot of like designed runs for Daniel Jones that look good. They'll put up points here and their defense is not strong enough to kind of hold a team like the Falcons that can at least move the ball. They have a veteran quarterback. They have an alpha wide receiver. They have some other playmakers with Pitts, even Mike Davis. So 
I agree with you. I'd hit the over. I'd hit it now at 48 and a half because I feel pretty confident that's going over. So that, that'll be a public play towards the weekend. So, yeah, go for it. As I love as it. I don't care. I love being public. Um, This one. So, uh, Andrew, I don't know what you think about this, but Matt, Matt Peralta, who does, uh, you know, hosts our Daily Juice podcast. Yep. He always says that when a line is between like four and a half and five and a half, somewhere around there, that the books are kind of just throwing up their hands and basically being like, we don't exactly know what to do here. <laughs> That's apparently what we have in this game where the Steelers are laying four and a half points to the Bengals. Total is low, 44. Divisional game. Joe Burrow looked absolutely horrific for most of that game and then threw two touchdown passes. <laughs> so what do you think? The Steelers don't look much better, you know, realistically. So I don't know. What do you do here at four and a half? I think I take the points, I think, but I think we wait. This is, If you're going to take the points with the Bengals, this will be a game. The Steelers are the more public team, and they will get, they'll get fed up, I think, closer to kickoff. So I think we wait on the Bengals, and then we take the points with them in that game, despite admittedly not knowing how this game is going to go at all. Like you, yeah. your description of Joe Burrow there was perfect. And they have so many, what seemed like elite playmakers, but everybody, everyone made fun of them at the draft because they didn't take Penny Sewell. Because right. it, it doesn't matter who you're throwing to if you're on your butt. Like, right. and that's the Bengals. There's still the Bengals problem so far this season, that offensive line play. And I have Really, Najee Harris is a terrific player for the Steelers. They have some good young uh, guys. It sounds like Deontay Johnson's okay as well. Nothing yeah. serious there, um, which is good for them. But I, I'm starting to think that we're seeing the the end of the Roethlisberger effectiveness as a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, I want nothing to do with this game. Like I, I, I honestly because right, I mean, and you know, I, I get. It. I think you're right though. If you do like the Bengals, you can wait it because I think it's gonna go up because people still eat myself too, dude. I, I fight like a an internal bias to <laughs> like the Steelers. Like I, I really do to be like, oh, they'll they'll be fine. Like yeah. I, they'll be all right. Like you know, Tomlin will figure it out. Like <laughs> they'll be fine. I don't care that they have maybe the worst offensive line in football. Like. I don't care that Ben's a thousand years old and looks like, oh, my God, let me get the ball out before somebody destroys me. I, I don't care. I, I want him at the Steelers. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fight my internal bias and I'm just going to stay away completely. But I agree with you that if you like the Steelers, probably your best bet is to get on it now. Yeah. If you do not, if you like the Bengals, I would wait. So let's talk about the game that I'll probably be watching, you know, more closely than most people uh, in the country. And that is the Broncos hosting the Jets. The Broncos are currently 11 point favorites and the total is 41 and a half. You don't see that that often, by the way, where a team is double digit favorites <laughs> and the total is, you know, fall out of bed and you can basically hit it. So um, what do you think? This is again, this is a Broncos team. Everybody knows, right? You go into Denver early on in the season. That's where, you know, teams always run into trouble because it's a very difficult play, place to play early in the season. When conditioning isn't up yet, they get hit by it a little bit. They don't really know. And then you also have the Jets that are just like a, a dumpster fire, as we basically call them, unsurprisingly. What do you think here at 11 and 41 and a half? 11. Uh, so the look ahead line for this game, if you were into those kind of things, I believe it was six and a half yeah, or something like right. that. Yep. And <laughs> the first two weeks of football have really changed that. They've all, The Broncos also have Teddy Two Gloves, who is Teddy Covers now. Uh, I think it's something he covered the first two games this year. So that makes him something like 39 and I think 11 
I want to say ATS in his career as a starter. It's something around that. It's close to 80% cover rate, which is just absurd. But this number is so big and the total is so small. The the the, the rule the rule is if the total is if the spread is this big and the total is that small, you almost have to take the underdog. You you I, <laughs> you have to, right? Have like to. I and this is someone who again and again Look, I, I actually, I, I can be wrong. Uh, I, I feel fine with Zach Wilson right now. I mean, that offensive line is horrific. Like, I'm not going to blame him for all the picks. It's whatever. I like Robert Sala. I think long term, they'll probably be okay. This year, they're going to be terrible. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to take a Jets team that has no offensive line, that looks completely lost, that nobody in the world, other than like people who work for the team, can name who starts in their secondary. But at this point, like 41 and a half and it's an 11 point spread. How do you not take the Jets in this situation, right? Like it's, it's, that's insane. And the thing is, who's, I mean, I guess the Sharps will probably hit it, right? But I, I, mean, that, but I think they already have because it started right. at 11 and a half and we're down okay. to 11 now. But Vandal, by the way, it's 10 and a half. So look at that, you know, at, at some spots it's 10 and a half. So uh, to me, I think they've probably already moved it, I would say. So as the kickoff comes, then the public guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, we're just uh, the Jets suck. We're going to ah. we'll just take the Broncos. They're 2-0 ATS. <laughs> Teddy Two Gloves always covers. And then right. I don't know. Maybe we can get it back up. to is uh, one of those weird football numbers, too. Uh, yeah. Just like just like four and a half, five. It's the it is the <laughs> the above the double digit version of four and a half or five. So they don't know really what to do. I guess they're thinking the Jets could either <laughs> cover or lose by 30 is, right. is, the, is the difference there. They have no right. idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'll wait. If you're going to make me make, make a bet, I'll wait. Cause I'm I think, not... I think the public is going to push it in the Broncos favor. So we're going to wait and take the Jets as underdogs right before kickoff. I'm glad I'm not doing, uh, Ian McMillan was on, uh, earlier uh, last week and he joked about the fact that he was betting every single game this year like in making <laughs> publicly i'm thankful that i don't have to do that i think the jets are the right side i think if i was a professional gambler i would basically be like i have to take the jets here yes. because this is way too much value i'm not a professional gambler thankfully i gamble but not like this so i will not be dabbling in this i would prefer just to watch but i 11 too many points give yes. me a total uh, too many points disgusting okay the Raiders are hosting the Dolphins. The Raiders are laying three and a half and the total is 45 and a half. There are a ton of question marks in this game. Tua may play. We don't know. I'm not expecting him to play. Uh, I mean, he's got the rib issue. You know, it's it's pain tolerance at this point. But, you know, you know, if you've ever done anything to your ribs, like it's, uh, it's basically impossible yeah. to do anything. And he was carted off. You've also got. Uh, the Raiders, who have Derek Carr, basically, John Gruden basically being like, I, I think he'll play with his ankle injury that he injured at the very end. Josh Jacobs, probably not going to play. The Raiders are off to a fantastic start right now. They look dynamite, especially offensively. So what do you think here? If Derek Carr was healthy and I knew he was 100%, I think you just go lay the points with the Raiders as quickly as possible, just because of all the other question marks the Dolphins have. And I, I, like, I don't, I don't believe what I see. That's the other problem, though, with the Raiders. It's my only uh, trepidation with them is: do, do you believe? Are the Raiders good? Like, do, do we think they're good or not? Like, 
yeah, they they came back and won that game against the Ravens, but the Ravens essentially choked that game away at the end. They should have. It's a, another one of those. They should have had so many opportunities to put the, uh, the Raiders away and just couldn't do it for some reason. And then they go out and go into Pittsburgh and win that game. Henry Ruggs finally had a good game, which was great. I think they have two really un, like him with Brian Edwards are two very good oh, yeah. second year receivers that uh, I, I think uh, some most like, professional fantasy guys are talking about but i don't know if a lot of public guys are like oh brian edwards yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh th- they have some really and with darren waller there's some really good skill position players there and the dolphins just uh, like two got hurt last week but that defense didn't josh allen just kind of eviscerated them so I, it, would, I, it would be the raiders for me I mean, I think that once Tua went out, like the, the Bills were just basically like, we're cool, we're cool. And the whole team just kind of, you know, Jacoby Brissett's a perfectly capable quarterback. Very tough to get in there when you haven't taken any reps and anything like that. Yeah, I mean, by the way, I will say this, the consensus line is three and a half betting pros. The majority of the lines that I see right here are at three and a half, but there are a bunch of fours out there. There's a four and a half out there at points bet and Fox bet. So it's all over the place right now. And I think that understandably books are a little uncertain of how to handle the injury concerns right now, as am I. So I'm kind of buying what we're seeing from the Raiders so long as their car is healthy, because I think a lot of it is just Carr has been an underrated quarterback for a couple of years here. You've got like one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller, and you do have the playmakers. Like you said, Henry Ruggs can stretch the field. Brian Edwards underrated. Hunter Renfro is underrated. He's there as well. So with or without Josh Jacobs, I agree with you. I just I feel a little uncertain about it just because of obviously what we've got with all the injuries and stuff like that. So yeah, keep your eye on it and just like kind of play a wait and see mentality. I would say. If Tua if Tua is healthy, out of curiosity, if he does play in this game, do you think that the line moves down from three and a half? I don't think so. I don't think it moves too yeah. much from there. And I think, by the way, like we don't we you know it, it's unclear because they really only had it now for this one game with fans there. But what the home field advantage is like. In Las Vegas, um, you know, I, it's a the people are crazy there, right? Like it, the fans are, are raucous. You also got to go to Vegas and hang out for like three days when you're a visiting team. Somebody who has done that, I'm sure you have as well, yes, or maybe not. Yes, it's, nope. <laughs> uh, it takes a toll on you uh, sure. as probably a young a young man, maybe in your 20s or 30s. Uh, you know, it's got, it's got it has an impact. But anyway, so I think if anything, I probably do like the Raiders, but I'm probably staying away. This game is going to be fun to watch. The Vikings are hosting the Seahawks. The Seahawks are one and a half point favorites. The spread, uh, the total is an astronomical 55 points. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I, I would side with the Seahawks just because of literally it just comes down to they have the better quarterback in this matchup. And I don't really know how else to read the rest of those teams at this point. The Vikings are are a big enigma to me, and I don't know how to read them at all at this point. Um but so and and then the Seahawks always have their issues. The defense is looking porous again, and Russell Wilson is still running around like he always does. Sometimes when he needs to, sometimes when he doesn't need to, which is the problem that some people think it is. But uh, so, it, but just because of his talent alone and the connection he's had with like Lockett right now, and the Metcalf hasn't even really gotten going yet. Uh, Car- Carson had a decent week last week, and. Uh, I think that that gives them the edge, and I, I, I'd probably bet the, the Seahawks here. I agree with you. Um, I felt really bad for the Vikings, and I was on the Vikings. It was it was kind of my best bet of the weekend, even though it made me vomit, right, like to, to have them getting four and a half and stuff like that. But, you know, look, offensively, 
they they can hang. They can hang with pretty much anyone. As long as Alvin Cook, obviously, he was banged up. He went in and out. But as long as he's healthy, Justin Jefferson is elite. Adam Thielen still has gas left in the tank. Suddenly, K.J. Osborne is filling that void left when uh, Irv Smith Jr. got injured. They they can really do some damage offensively, which is why the total is 55. It's so high. <laughs> so high. Um, it's really hard to take it over on a 55. I'm not taking the under, I'll tell you that. But yeah. uh, I agree with you. I do think, especially at coming off a loss, like they did in a rough loss for the Seahawks. Mm. I think they're going to put their foot on the gas, and I don't think they're going to take it off in this game. So I agree with you, especially, you know, the, the point spread is one and a half. It doesn't really matter at that point. So I, I will take it. Next game is going to be good. The Rams are hosting the Bucks. The Rams are laying a point, and the total is 54 and a half. What do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, you can't fade Tom Brady at this point. I think that's just, even though they had, they let, we, we mentioned we they let Atlanta stick around in that game probably a little longer than the Bucks probably would have liked. But Tom Brady has nine touchdowns and no interceptions in his, through two games in his age 44 season. The defense is, well, gave up some yards to the Falcons last week. I still think they're, that's a pretty good unit and... I'd have to Stafford's been fantastic and one of the big bets I'm kicking myself for not making early in the season was him to win MVP uh the connect the connection with uh Cooper Cup has been has been so good I'm kicking myself for missing that one as well but uh I just don't I think the Bucks have a good enough offensive line to keep Aaron Donald at bay enough to give Tom Brady the time he needs to uh find his spots when he needs to. And they, they just have so many, like Gronk looks young, like Antonio Brown is, Antonio Brown is going to go over his rec- receiving yards total by like week eight. Uh, like Chris Godwin, and Mike, like, what are you going to do? It, there's a lot, yeah. of, there's a lot of problems. They present a lot of problems. <laughs> they do. They do. I, realistically. And I think that you look, the Rams, as good as they've looked, they let the Bears hang around a little bit in the opening game. They eventually put it away, but they let the Colts hang around. Uh, and the Colts are a, a very, very, you know, solid football team overall, but they're not the Bucks. And the Bucks <laughs> right now, like, re- I mean, it really is with Gronk, who I really didn't see this coming. I didn't really see it coming last year. I certainly didn't see it coming this year, given his age, given how much abuse. When you have those four options, like who cares if you can run the ball? Like it really doesn't matter if you have those four options, right? It's just going to be remarkable. I'm not going near the total. Again, these giant totals, dude. I just, no, I can't. Gotta... Like, I just can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm just going to stay with <laughs> All right. Let's go to a uh, Sunday night game. The 49ers are currently laying three and a half points to the Packers. The total is 47 and a half. Again, this game is going on right now. The Packers are driving at 17-14 Lions. Great game. It's still uh, Lions. What do you think? It's still Lions, dude. It's still Lions. I don't know. Three and a half uh, points here with the 49ers at home. What do you think? Probably the Niners. <laughs> like it's it's I just like we can joke, we can joke, and we can joke about Aaron Rodgers all we want. But it's just like they're losing to the Lions right now. We're talking about that. So I like uh, the the Niners haven't been what we probably what they've probably expected to be at this point that they've had some some good performances last week was not probably what they expected but against this Packers team I think I think it's got to be I think it's got to be the Niners the fact that this is happening and again this is great because it's live reaction and we don't know how it ends maybe they win by 25 points right maybe but the fact that this is what is happening right now at Lambeau after they were embarrassed in week one 
against the Lions is mind-boggling to it's... me. Uh, it's it's crazy <laughs> to the point where unless something dramatically different happens at the end of this game, I think you do have to take the Niners. It's gross. I don't really want to. Um, and unless something crazy happens in this game, I don't really see the spread moving. I mean, m- maybe it goes to three, I guess, in spots. It's four at DraftKings where I, I see can see some bet. fours, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fours. So I, I don't really know if you get the three, but... It's disgusting. Um, Let's get to uh, a game that everybody wants to watch. Monday Night Football. It is the Eagles visiting the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by four. The total is 51 and a half. The four spread, which is, you know, almost the equivalent. Not quite. Again, there's some three and a halfs out there, but the four is a little bit like, nah, I don't know. Strikes me as a little high in uh, this game for me for the spread. Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised to see that four. I don't know if you are, if you agree or you think that that's about right. I think it's about right. I I don't think you can make the cow like you get it under three points and people would just hammer the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And I just the Eagles have been Jalen Hurts has been impressive so far. And the the Cowboys, while they they only gave up the I'm going to say 17. Was it 20, 20 2017 or whatever it was? 20 to 17. Correct. Yes. 20 to 17. They only gave up 17. I feel like they should have given up. 31 in that game (laughs) so we can't really take anything away from that that point total there and i i believe jalen hurts is the type of guy that can really uh do some damage against that yeah uh, that cowboys defense uh it'll be interesting to see how they deploy uh micah parsons against him but Mm -hmm. if he's he's been uh he's been getting into the backfield quite quickly and it's been impressive to watch so far but if he just kind of blows some assignments there, I think there could be a lot of uh, running room for Jalen Hurts in this one. And I think he could be the difference. So I'd I'd probably lean towards the Eagles in in getting the points in this one. Um, But uh, yeah, Dak has looked great in his return, but the, the Dallas defense is just too iffy for me. Yeah, I'm taking the points, and I feel fine. You feel good about it. Yeah, you said that very confidently. Yeah, oh, I'm taking this points right now. I will have fired on this the second we're done with this podcast. (laughs) Good. Um, I I think that the Eagles are completely live to win this game. I mean, Mm. I think they look good against Atlanta, and I get that it was Atlanta and everything like that, but I think their defense is legitimate. They've got some offense. uh, They've got some issues, again, on on the lines and stuff like that. They lost Graham, everything like that. But remember, the Cowboys have a ton of issues. You know, Lyle Collins is out. Um, you know, they, they've just, you know, and, and Dak, he does look good, but it's not perfect, man. Like, I feel no. like you watch some of those throws. There's there's not the usual zip on some of those throws. He's still great. He's a phenomenal. The running backs are both great. Pollard is in there. Zeke is in there. Mari Cooper is a little banged up, by the way, which does, you know, not that that. Talking about yeah. zip though, I don't. I think uh, Zeke has lost some zip. Like he doesn't. He he's still a, a great running back. Like like you said, but he just doesn't have that. I don't know that second gear that we've been used to him over that year. It seems like. Yeah, I, I'm 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 holding off for now to see how I feel about it. just. But Pollard looks great when he's. Oh, in he there, does. You know, he looks so electric. Far. Yeah, he does. He really does. Which he's earning those touches. But for me, I what I really think is that I think the Eagles' uh, defense is legitimate. I mean, San Francisco certainly struggled a bit, you know, against it and obviously Atlanta. And I think that their offense is going to be able to move the ball pretty well on this Cowboys team. I think they're going to keep it close. So I think if you're giving me more than a field goal at this point, if it dropped to three and a half, I'd be okay. 
I'm going to hit it now. I don't think it's going to drop because you're right. If you if it drops down too much, it's just going to be nonstop Cowboys. And yeah. I don't think the books really want that necessarily. No, no, but no. I'm taking the Eagles here. I feel OK about it. So that that's one of the bets. And again, on Rivalry Thursday, game. Yeah. It, it's a divisional game, right? It's always tight. Like, the you know, so again, one of these games that I feel pretty uh, comfortable with my guess is I'm going to take them on Thursday. It's my guess. I need to dive into it a little bit more when I talk about my best bets. You won't be here for that. But I do hope that you will join us again later this season because I enjoy talking to you. Your insight is great. And obviously, you joined us on what is, I assume, the biggest day in your country's history when you have this election day. But I really didn't even know it was happening. So my <laughs> I'm bet on to see that. the results right now. The liberals are, yes. are are leading right now. So that's Justin Trudeau's party. Okay. Uh, they have 66 seats to the cons- completely different electoral system here as opposed to the states. You have to win... You win your riding, so the, I'm in a certain riding. I am in a riding called Dartmouth Coal Harbor. I vote for the uh, the member of parliament. Uh, his name is Darren Fisher in my riding. I vote for him, and a vote for him is uh, essentially a vote for Trudeau. Whoever gets the most elected um, candidates will will form government, and they need 170 seats for a majority, and the Liberals are at 66, with the Conservatives at 36, the New Democrats at 11, the Bloc Quebecois at 8, and the Green Party with 1. So there's your there's your betting pros Canada election live update. I understood about half the words of those <laughs> sentences, so uh, that'll be fine, but I'm sure it's a wonderful day for you. I, I appreciate you taking the time during this historic day to come on here and talk a little football with me. I'd love to have you back on the show, but but. Before we get to there, tell everybody where they can find more of you and your incredible work, which, by the way, you he like Andrew's not like just a football guy. Andrew does everything. He's a great follower on Twitter. But tell everybody about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. That's C-A-L-E-Y. I tweet Blue Jays picks every day. I have, Admittedly, I did it because I'm a diehard Blue Jays fan, and uh, I just wanted to see if that would benefit me. And that has actually gone pretty well to this yes. point this year. I follow it. I know. I trail <laughs> you a lot. It's done well, yes. It's done pretty well, so I'm happy with that. And uh, college football has been uh, has been a bit of a disaster <laughs> recently. So admittedly, uh, hopefully we bounce back with college football here this week. But uh, yeah, I just I love putting out content for people and uh, whether the picks are right or wrong, the research is always there. I'm always trying to find those angles. <laughs> no, it's great. You do great stuff, honestly, over at your covers. Everyone at covers does great stuff. But I I do Thanks, enjoy man. you as, as a follow. <laughs> and I have traveled a lot of your Blue Jays plays and they have been really good. So keep them coming. Fingers crossed. Uh, oh. For sure. Fingers crossed. Good luck, man. I'm telling you as Thank a Mets you. fan. No Yankees, whatever you got to do. Keep them out of the playoffs. <laughs> uh, all right. Try. So as, as I mentioned, you guys know at this point, we'll be back later this week. Joe and Scott Bogman will be doing a college football breakdown. And then I'll be back on Thursday doing our best bets uh, with a guest from uh, Alex Kaloje over from the Action Network. So again, enjoy the rest of your week. We're going to go watch the end of this incredible football game where the Packers have just taken the lead. Uh, I, who the heck knows what's happening, man? Um, <laughs> until then, uh, take it easy and enjoy the rest of your week. 